Well, welcome back, Newcastle, to another edition of the Post-Sermon Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott. And this is Kevin. And we are here to rehash our Sunday sermon from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6 here, uh, from perversion to purity. So, uh, getting into some very nitty-gritty stuff here as it relates to the book of Ephesians, um, and yet not leaving behind the very clear identity call that uh yes. that god has has given to christians here kevin so think about that title there from per- perversion to purity um the idea here is that we are going from who we once were to who now god has called us to be and that is to purity yes and purity is a is a uh, a favorite word amongst christians but if we were honest uh, even as you said in the introduction on sunday Purity has a probably strong misunderstanding. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I think we're, we tend to define purity negatively mm-hmm. instead of positively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we say, well, you know, I'm not looking at porn or I'm not cheating on my spouse, so therefore I'm pure. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just a, a, a very um, incomplete or... Mm-hmm. Um, What's the right word? Kind of an immature understanding mm-hmm. of maturity mm-hmm. or of purity, excuse mm-hmm. me. So purity, uh, we, we can define it from Matthew 5, verse 8. Purity means treasuring Jesus most. Mm. Uh, Blessed are the pure in heart. Oh, how happy are the pure, for they shall see God. Like there, there's such purity causes us to see and savor Jesus as mm-hmm. our highest treasure. That's the pure heart. Mm-hmm. It's an unpolluted love. Mm-hmm. It's a heart that's full of unpolluted or mm-hmm. uncontaminated love, just like pure maple syrup. You know? yeah. So, so when you think about that, then it it completely, mm-hmm. it 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 totally changes how we think about purity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if just even for myself, as I've been preparing this message last week and then thinking about it even last night, I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. Lord, I got some extra time here. What am I going to do with this time? Mm-hmm. And I've I've been facing asking myself the question, well. Okay, so I could I could play this video game, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 benign. There's nothing mm-hmm. inherently sinful for that video game, right? But it's just going to help me veg and just help me just kind of check out and escape mm-hmm. from some of the stress. And I, and I was thinking about that. I was like, but Lord, I, I want I want to treasure you. Like, mm-hmm. how, what can I do with this time mm-hmm. to help me better treasure you? And again, it's 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 just it takes the question to the to the heart level of love mm-hmm. rather than the external discussion of behavior alone. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is so good mm-hmm. and so right for us. And so really this passage, verses 1 to 2, are calling us to purity because it's calling mm-hmm. us to a Christ-like love, mm-hmm. an unpolluted love. Mm-hmm. And then 3 to 6, we're talking about the the, the lust of the yeah. world that we are to put off. Yeah. I definitely can resonate with that. I, I grew up in a Christian school, everything from kindergarten up through eighth grade. And I remember by the time we got to, I think it was eighth grade, maybe seventh grade and eighth grade, but you had what was called abstinence class, right? Yeah. So, yep. and you know, you look on this and you're like somewhat grieved. You're like, oh man, like it feels like we missed the mark as to what real Christianity, like real Christian purity is actually calling us to other than just this 
abstaining until yep. till marriage, which obviously is a good thing, but it misses the mark when it's just about the external ritual. As you go back to Matthew 5, 8 there, helps us to remember that purity is first and foremost a matter of the heart. Yeah, and just to press into that, you know, with Jody and I doing a lot of premarital counseling, we have found that people who have been, who have grown up in that kind of an abstinence culture mm-hmm. um, have a distorted view of sex then. Mm-hmm. They go into marriage with this kind of idea like, well, wait a minute, sex, sex is, is bad. Sex is, bad. Mm-hmm. Sex, is something, sex is something I should have been avoiding. And, and again, I don't want to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all of the single people out there should go and have sex right now or mm-hmm. fornicate. That, that yeah. would be a horrific sin. You know? mm-hmm. But I am saying that, that, wait a minute, sex isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Impure hearts are the problem. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be careful that we understand that uh, whether you're single or whether you're married, uh, the call for purity is a call to say, I want to treasure mm-hmm. Jesus more than anything else. I want to say yes to Jesus, yeah. yes to Jesus, yes to Jesus. And that's going to lead me on a pure path for the glory of God. That's great. That's helpful. Um, speaking of helpful, it'd be helpful if you could help clarify. I know there was a statement on Sunday kind of speaking to Jesus and his redemptive work. I believe it was something along the lines of maybe mentioning something about how Jesus didn't have to die. For yeah. Our hey, sins. thanks for bringing so, this up. So maybe just help us understand better what uh, what you mean by that, because um, there could be some confusion as to what is meant by that. So yeah. clarify that a little bit. I am so thankful that we have good Bereans. I'm I'm using that reference from Acts chapter 17. We have good Bereans in our church that study God's word and take what I say on Sunday and take it back to the word and examine the scriptures to see whether these things are so. That mm-hmm. is so good. So yesterday I got a an email from some folks in our church that said, hey, on Sunday you said something that isn't right. Mm-hmm. You said that Jesus didn't have to die for mm-hmm. us. And um, that's not appropriate with Scripture because Scripture is very clear. Jesus did have to mm-hmm. fulfill the eternal plan of God for our salvation. And mm-hmm. so from the eternal degrees of God, <laughs> absolutely they were right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Yikes, I misspoke. I was not thinking that. So when I said mm-hmm. uh, Jesus did not have to die for mm-hmm. us, what I, what I should have said better, what I, what I was trying to say, but I, mm-hmm. I fully agree, I misspoke. I want to take it. I want to own that. I was wrong. Listen, church. <laughs> I didn't do it quite as well as I should have. Um, I know that. But uh, what, what I was trying to communicate is that we didn't have any... Um, claim on Jesus. We didn't have any right for Jesus to make us part of his elect. Mm-hmm. We, Jesus had to die for the elect. That's the mm-hmm. eternal plan of God. That is true. But we didn't have to be part of God's elect. Like mm-hmm. God, uh, we had no, uh, our salvation, in other words, mm-hmm. is entirely a gift. It's a, it's nothing we deserved. It's nothing we can say, well, God, you had to do this for me. You are my servant. As if there was something lacking in God that he needed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. entirely Mm -hmm. unconditional. His election is entirely unconditional. It's entirely an act of mercy. And so where I was going on Sunday, just to clarify, and I hope this makes sense to folks, is that um, we should be the most thankful people because Jesus chose to sacrifice himself for us. He chose to love us who were unlovely. Yeah. And that is such 
an act of mercy. Mm-hmm. And that should motivate us to gratitude and worship mm-hmm. and praise. So hopefully that's helpful there for anybody who is maybe wondering about that uh, statement out there, but um, very helpful to clarify that there. So let's get into some very practical uh, application then from uh, this sermon. So um, we think about this idea of purity, purity being a matter of heart, um, and yet we still know that there are external tempters that are out there, things that are stumbling blocks for uh, Christians, and as I think about the culture we live in right now, we're in a, as ad, much of an advanced technological age that we have ever been. Yeah. With the internet, with uh, movies and shows, s- countless <laughs> movies and shows at our fingertips, streaming services, social media. Maybe just give us maybe some help and some principles to help think through um, how a Christian should respond. Um, to the entertainment culture of today. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to just kind of be like the frog in the boiling pot, you know, that just kind of gets lulled to apathy and and uh, starts to justify and excuse mm-hmm. impurity uh, around us. I, mm-hmm. I know I struggle with that. I'm certainly putting myself in that camp. And so, um, so I think, you know, we just have to continue to wash our minds with the water of the word, mm-hmm. you know. I guess this is another opportunity, Scott, for us to turn this into a read your Bible every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, read your Bible more time. <laughs> but we laugh about it, but it's so true. Like, mm-hmm. you know, set your affections on things above, not things on this earth. Mm-hmm. Fill your mind with the truth that mm-hmm. will set you free. You know, in Second Timothy chapter 2, verses uh, 23... Uh, 22, 2 Timothy 2, 2, 2. So that should be oh, easy wow, to remember. Okay. It says, flee youthful passions, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, pray that God would help you to redeem the time. Pray that God would help you to, to set your affections on things above. Pray that God would help you to love others more than you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray that God would cause you not to delight in wickedness, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not committing the adultery. I'm just watching somebody on the screen who's doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, that that's not appropriate. That's not mm-hmm. fitting for mm-hmm. me as a, a joint heir of Christ, as a mm-hmm. to delight in such evil and in mm-hmm. such wickedness. And yet, I would confess, it's so easy mm-hmm. for me to just justify that and say, well, it's just part of the, mm-hmm. it's just part of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And so I just think, without being legalistic, because the reality is. Each of us are going to have to decide mm-hmm. where is that boundary mm-hmm. of holiness for mm-hmm. me. Legalism is is taking my boundaries and applying that to you. Yeah, but it is not legalistic mm-hmm. for you to say my purity doesn't allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. That's actually holiness. Yeah, and every Christian is called to mm-hmm. pursue holiness just as God is holy. So I'm, I know my own life in the last week, studying for Sunday sermon and then even coming off of Sunday, my own life, I've, I've talked to some of my mentors about some of the things I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. I've made some changes in what I'm doing with my free time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want you to know, church, I'm in this with you. Like, mm-hmm. God is using his word to change yeah. me. And frankly, 
I know myself well <clears> enough <throat> to know I'm, I need continual reminders yeah. of that, right? Yep. So, so this is God's purifying, gracious work mm-hmm. in my life, and let it work in your life as well. Make legitimate, practical decisions that say, I'm not going to allow myself to watch that anymore. I'm not going to allow myself to be entertained by wickedness like that anymore. I'm not going to read that anymore. And Lord, help me to truly treasure you most. And then make those decisions and stick with it for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. You will never regret, Christian, you will never Mm -hmm. regret sacrificing your comfort or your, um, your selfishness for the sake of knowing Christ better. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. I know there's, I mean, again, you can always look at this from the negative side, but just you want to always try to filter this through the lens of the positive, right? Yeah. I, I think a passage that's come to mind a lot as I've thought about this subject over the last year is Philippians 4, 8, hmm. which is such a... I think a, a good one for Christians to just filter life through. Yep. So this is uh, Paul speaking. He says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Meditate on these things, right? So we're, we are called to set our minds on things that are consistent with the will of mm-hmm. God, not the mm-hmm. things that are opposed to the will of God. And so um, I know for me, it's been helpful to have a, a grid through which to, to process things, right? Like, is what I'm hearing true? Is is this honorable? Is this yep. is this what's pure? You know, is this purifying to me? Is this, is this lovely? You know, so um, thinking through that lens of just trying to guide and direct for, for greater, yeah, for greater righteousness, honestly. Yeah, and remember what Ephesians 5 called us to. It says, let there not even be a hint. Let this not even be named mm-hmm. among you. Like, don't even, don't even allow people to, to, to have any aroma of worldliness mm-hmm. associated with you. And so, so make decisions, mm-hmm. set boundaries, uh, pray, and pursue righteousness, pursue purity. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the most practical uh applications we could say are really we even practical defenses that was given from this passage was in verse four where he says let there be thanksgiving so maybe help us understand how is thanksgiving what's the connection here to ephesians chapter five and why is thanksgiving considered the most effective weapon against sexual sin isn't this cool i mean i just this Mm kind of is one of those Whoa, this is so fun. This is so neat to think about. Thanksgiving is the opposite of sin. Mm-hmm. Everything that sin stands for, Thanksgiving pulls up by the roots. Mm. So Thanksgiving, to be thankful, you have to be humble. You have to, you mm-hmm. have to say, to be thankful, you have to be, you, you, you have to realize, oh man, I, I received something I didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. If you think you deserved it, if you think you earned it, you're not thankful. You're proud. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanksgiving is is by nature humble. Thanksgiving is by nature mm-hmm. praise and worship. So a thankful heart cannot be tempted by lust. I remember it was Tyson, wasn't it? In a recent sermon, he talked about the uh, superior, the 
power of an expulsive affection or something like that yeah. from a Puritan writer. It sounds but, like something. <laughs> it definitely didn't come from me. I know that. But but uh, but this. Th let me let me try to explain this. Mm -hmm. This is so profound. Mm -hmm. When what Thanksgiving does is swells our hearts with praise. Mm -hmm. Okay, because a thankful heart is taking in the the majesty of Christ and being delighted in who God is. So if you're thankful to God, your heart is being overwhelmed and 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 moved to worship and praise mm -hmm. God for who he is and what he's done. So your heart is swelling. Thanksgiving causes a heart to swell with affection and with humility and with awe and mm -hmm. with joy in Christ. That's what Thanksgiving mm -hmm. does. Well, a heart all of our hearts are made to worship. Mm -hmm. Sin is always a, an expression of worship. We talked about that, how mm -hmm. sexual sin is a worship disorder. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, an, it's greed, it's covetousness, mm -hmm. it's idolatry, right? Mm -hmm. So sin is always an expression of worship. But a heart that is worshiping God, a heart that is expanding to, to, uh, to take in the glories of Christ, that's what Thanksgiving does, is it, is it causes us to see Christ and love him more and be more delighted in how he's responded to us and how he's treated us. A heart that is thankful mm -hmm. causes little lust to lose their power. Mm -hmm. Because a, a, a little lust that's like, oh, come over here and, mm -hmm. and pursue some type of illicit, filthy, unclean desire. That loses its attraction mm -hmm. when the heart is full of praise and thankfulness and yeah. satisfied yeah. with Christ. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like the mm -hmm. after the Thanksgiving meal. It's like mm -hmm. I don't have any room for pie because I had so much stuffing and turkey mm -hmm. and and whatever. You know, a heart that is mm -hmm. satisfied. Thanksgiving yeah. is the expression of a satisfied mm -hmm. heart. So a satisfied heart cannot be tempted with little lust. Mm -hmm. So. Thanksgiving is the opposite of sin mm -hmm. because it pulls up covetousness and greed and idolatry and replaces it with true worship yeah. and thanksgiving to God. That's really good. It's helpful. Well, we're almost out of time here, but maybe it would be helpful for this last maybe three minutes for you to just speak to the brother or sister in Christ who is there on Sunday hearing this and they're they're in the fight right now. They're struggling yeah. and maybe losing some hope. Could you give them some hope today um, from from this passage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to believe just because of where our culture is that there's literally dozens mm -hmm. of people in our church family that are fighting, 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 and feeling like they're caught and they're stuck with sexual sin. Yeah. And, and dear brother and sister, the fact that you are convicted, the fact that you know this is wrong, the fact that the Holy Spirit is using his word mm -hmm. to call you to repentance <clears throat> should give you such hope because that means God loves you and that God is with you and that God is wants to help you bring you to freedom. Yes, your pride must suffer loss. You must embarrass yourself. You must confess your sins. Mm -hmm. If you stay in the darkness and you try to hide this and just say, well, I'm going to try better on my own. I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm too embarrassed. 
then you're letting pride lead. Mm-hmm. And pride will always destroy and deceive you. Mm-hmm. So bring it to the light. Uh, John chapter 3, where Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, that same passage where he says, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In that same passage, he goes on to say, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They did not come to the mm-hmm. light lest their deeds would be exposed. So, uh, in fact, uh, we're going to talk about that even this it's Sunday, this right? About this Sunday, yeah. coming to the mm-hmm. light and exposing the works of darkness. Okay. So what I would encourage my brother and sister with is I was like, remember, please, sister, brother, remember, remember the, the testimony of David. David, too, mm-hmm. fell to sexual sin. Mm-hmm. But David repented. He proved that he was a man after God's own heart through his repentance. Mm-hmm. Read Psalm 51, read Psalm 32, and repent. Mm-hmm. Turn from your sin. Believe that Jesus is able to set you free. Confess that sin to somebody who you trust can love you and pray for you and bring God's gospel promises into your life Mm -hmm. and walk with you for the sake of freedom. Like, this is not a community of shame. This Mm -hmm. is a community of grace. This is a community, God's church, where we're called to build each other up in Mm -hmm. love. So I know I have men around me that Mm -hmm. are building me up and encouraging me and saying, stay in the fight, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Keep pursuing purity. I need that. Mm -hmm. I need that. So you need that too. We all need that. And so, brother or sister, don't isolate, don't hide, don't allow Satan to win with discouragement and despair and deception and fear. Come to the light and find freedom. Mm. Confess your sins, and God is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, we're going to talk about that more here this uh, coming week, what it actually looks like. to reflect our identity, which is as children of light. So to walk in the light and to help other brothers and sisters to actually walk in the light as well. So looking forward to talking about that more this week. So thank you, church. Appreciate your time today. Thank you for always being lovable, teachable, easy, easy to, to love you. So thank you for your time today. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. We love you.